Welcome to Hidden Secrets to Leadership Success, the podcast that helps you be the leader you were meant to be. Our speakers are Hector McAhern and Steve Royal, both experienced leaders in their own right. They will share with you more about their careers and background as our podcasts evolve. As you will hear, leadership is a fascinating subject with literally hundreds of definitions. But the purpose of these podcasts is simple for Hector and Steve. They want you to be a better leader. No matter where you are now, what they have to share is vital to your future leadership success. So let's jump in. Here are Hector McAhern and Steve Royal. Hello, listeners, and we're glad you've joined us today. This is the Hidden Secrets to Leadership Success podcast. Hector McCahern and Steve Royal behind the microphones talking about the characteristics of good, effective leaders. And I mentioned in our, our last podcast that the way we developed this was, first of all, Hector and I have been in leadership roles in the same and in up to other organizations for a lot of years. We are, we're hesitant to tell you how many, but we also, in doing programs, we have our participants to give us their opinion of the characteristics of an effective leader, and we've um, correlated all of that information into a, a top 10 list that we're, uh, that we're working through. Today's topic is self-aware or self-awareness on the part of a leader, and we define that as a leader capable of recognizing their own feelings, behaviors, and characteristics, and the impact of those on others as they help to achieve goals and objectives. You might say that a self-aware leader leads authentically. So that's sort of where we uh, we are starting off today. So, um, Hector, what what thoughts do you have initially as we get started with the, our broadcast today? As a leader, you can't hide. <laughs> As a leader, you are positioned to be a person who is aware and in front. And I, I want to read a little something, Steve, that struck me. And here's what it says about leadership humility. It says, people with humility don't think less of themselves, but they think of themselves less. Ah, that's beautiful. Yeah. And, and I believe that as we get into this whole discussion, this is going to be one of the most important for you because if you are a leader, one of the first things you need to do is to really understand who you are and so often if you ask me who I am I will tell you my name and beyond that I'm kind of lost because you say well who are you well I'm Hector and what you shared as the definition of not only who am I, but what kind of impact or effect do I have on other people? That is so, so critical. Right. So I, I think one of the first things that leaders need to do, and 
Steve, you, you, you do a lot of work around this is get people to understand what their strengths and weaknesses are and really understand what they can do about them. Yeah, this uh, this is a, uh, a critical component of the of our leadership criteria or leadership characteristics, and the self awareness component is something that, in my studies and so forth, I I think is a reasonably recent part of talking about leadership. I'm not sure that the leaders of the textbooks that we read, those that are go back forty, fifty, sixty years, or even a hundred years ago, that self-awareness was talked about, but it was clearly part of what made those, those individuals leaders. It just wasn't recognized, I think, by, by folks that self-awareness was a component there. But I think when we talk about it, what we're really talking about in self-awareness is the leader's ability to understand their impact on others. So, that it's not just about a, a matter of uh, do I give the right directions or am I fo- or are we focused on the right things? It's a matter of how does how do I communicate that? So there's a huge communications component uh, built into self awareness, but also just a general understanding of what it is, how I am perceived by others. I would, I would put it that way, and that perception by others impacts how they listen how they respond, how they rally around the leader, or how they they fail to. So when we look at self-awareness, one of the first things that we try to do in helping uh, individuals become better leaders through understanding their self-awareness is just look at how they they got where where they are. So one of the things that we ask them to do is to look very carefully at just that question. How did you get here? What, what's your path? Not necessarily trying to analyze every step, but just tell me what the path is, because it will tell you a lot about, about how you got to this particular role. And, um, and so that understanding of sort of what your process was begins to tell you a little bit about who you are, because then you recognize what are consistencies within that. And I'm going to share a little bit of my, uh, my personal experience around this. One of the things that it took me a long time to recognize is that I was, I easily found fault with the leaders that I reported to or I worked with. That I could always, in my own mind, point out how I would have done it differently or maybe didn't listen to, to those folks uh, enough. And what really helped me sort of get more comfortable in, in, in later years was once I recognized that that was a pattern. And when I say go back and look at, at, your, at you, how you got where you are, that's exactly what I did. I sat back and over the course of a, about a week that I had to, uh, to, to give this some thought, they just wrote down, okay, I was back in... I went, I went all the way back to my coaches in high school and which ones of those folks I listened to and which ones I didn't, all the way up until the most recent uh, person that I actually reported to before I started my own business. And what I discovered was that 
it was easy for me to find fault in what they did. And it was harder for me to see where they had influenced my, my performance. And so once I, once I recognized and acknowledged that, then I could go back and sort of figure out some lessons that I should have learned back, back then that I, I learned now. So I know that's a long sort of talk about this, but it really is uh, important when you talk about self-awareness is the very first thing you need to do is look at how you got where you are today. That's great. That's great. And a couple of things I will tell you, Steve, is I remember at the bank I worked at making a speech and the title of my speech was, You Are They. And, and the purpose of that speech was to say to all of us who are now leading the organization, we're the ones who were also the ones who had everything to say about the other leaders. So I think your, your concern is pretty relevant for everybody. I mean, I think when I was, you know, working for an organization, I, I could tell you about everything that my bosses did that was bad and <laughs> probably nothing that was good. But that speech meant a lot to me. And several people said to me, wow, you know, you're right, Hector. We are the ones now who are making the same decisions that they were making before. So I, I also think that is a great way to think about your past and, uh, which I will give you a little bit and you probably don't remember this, Steve, but you may remember, you can tell me if you do or not, but for seven years, I worked for a psychiatrist who's deceased now and a good bit of what I learned from him was something about humility, about the fact that you don't know everything. But I, I also learned from him just the idea of not knowing everything. And during that time, I, I really felt like, and I think you and I have had this discussion before, as an African-American, I really felt like it was very important for me as a leader to know everything. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt like that it, I was representing a group of people that were important. And the idea of me not knowing something was horrible. Yeah. So one of my basic weaknesses was trying to learn that you really don't know everything. Right. You really don't. You really don't. <laughs> you really no, no, no. And the fact yeah. is, what's worse, everybody around you knows it too. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to fake it, 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 uh, it, it when you don't know, know something. But now that, I think this, uh, this whole concept of a, a self-aware leader is, is one that we really have to think through in terms of how we get there because it's it's not like picking up a book and, and reading a book on 
on inventory management and being able to go back and execute it. It's really uh, much more complicated because it does require that you you understand what drives you. What are the things that that you find important, and why are they important, and and what um, what, what really uh, pushes you to be the leader that you are. And as we as we've talked about, one of my definitions of leadership is that. You know, there is no cook, there is no cookbook. There's no uh, recipe book. There's no uh, a set of rules that uh, everybody can follow in order to be a good leader. You are the product of your life up to this point. That's what what really being self aware is. You are the product of your life up to this point. Everything that has gone before influences how you lead going forward. And so the self awareness is comes from, okay, what. What are the things that I find value in? What are the things that that scare me? I mean, a lot of times we uh, we operate out of fear, but we also have to figure out what are those things that I find rewarding, mm-hmm. and what am, where am I looking for that? And so the self awareness component of this this whole complex of of being a leader is not something that sort of just uh, like so you can't pick up a book and 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 read it. It's going to be something that you need to work through and. And you and I have experienced uh, situations where we had a program that we're instituting and a lot of people went through this program. And what we found out was that if you were not internally motivated, and I think leadership is an inside job, you can't become a leader outside. It's something inside of you that has to adjust with an understanding of you are uh, a product of your past. But, boy, I tell you, we had a situation where we were teaching people, what was that program that we had? Well, so that we don't get sued, we'll yeah. say that it, it was a management program. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there were people who would leave that program on today, and and they basically say, tomorrow, I'm going to be uh, – change the leader. I'm going to be changed. And they go out there and boom, the least thing that happens, their fear rises, their anxiety rises, and they go straight back to what got them out there in the first place. Right. And all of a sudden, that guy who now was going to be the great leader has turned into a really, really struggling person. Right. Yeah. Because it's an inside job. You have to know in your heart or, or somewhere in you who you are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think while we call it self-awareness, I think it's, and maybe this is all self-awareness, but the issue of understanding how others perceive you is a critical component of, a component of this. Because we can analyze ourselves and come up with a, a formula that says, this is who I am. And to some degree, that's very valuable and, and, and productive. But if you then don't look at that and sort of look at it through a lens of what other people see mm-hmm. and seek feedback, we, we've talked about feedback, but seek feedback for how people perceive you and what that feedback is and how to take it um, and understand it and build on it. And so that process of uh, of getting feedback from other people 
from from really putting that in context of who you are and how you got where you are uh, is really a, a, a critical component of the self-awareness a feature of, of sort of being a better leader. But it's very complex, and that's one of the one of the reasons we started or, or have made this part of our early podcast is that it is so important that it's really difficult to be an effective leader if you don't understand what motivates you, what drives you, what are the things that are important to you. And I mentioned earlier that I had done some self-analysis. Uh, one of the things that was probably most startling and maybe even one of the more important things that I, I discovered during this process was that I had made several career decisions based strictly on where the next largest check was coming from. In other words, so it, you know, what, what was the, the promotional opportunity there from a financial standpoint? Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, spent not nearly enough time looking at the culture of the organization I was going into. And so without looking at that culture, in at least one of the cases, is it lasted, the, the bigger paycheck lasted 11 months. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, because I didn't look at, I didn't look beyond, uh, was I a fit for this organization? And what I discovered was not only was I not a fit, that I didn't see them as being a fit. They fairly quickly didn't see me as a fit either. And so that's why it only lasted 11 months. And one of the values that uh, self-awareness brings is the ability to understand and deal with fit. Back in the day, I think it was more, I want a job that makes, quote, a good salary, and I can make the worst of it work. And I have seen so many people, myself included, in environments that the environment, the culture just did not fit who I am. And so I would even say to uh, people who are listening to us, before you choose to join an organization, pay attention to what Steve just said. You need to work very hard to understand your fit in that organization. And you, you need to recognize that values are so important to all of us. Many values we don't recognize we have until you go get into a situation. But if you determine that the, the values or the approach or the processes or whatever in an organization are not the things that you really get joy out of or feel good about, you do not need to go that way. Right. And so I've seen that over and over again, like I said, myself included. And fortunately for my more, well, I, 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 Unlike you, I got lucky. I mean, I worked at the same place for a long, long time and fortunately felt like at that time that it was pretty much compatible until other things start to happen. But that is such an important thing to speak to as in in the macro level. I mean, one-on-one, you know, I can deal pretty much easily with what 
impact I have on other people and what other people have on me that way. But as an organization right. and as a culture, discovering that is so, so critical and important. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is. And, and that's, that's, I, I know we're talking about self-awareness, but the, uh, but those are, are critical components of that self-awareness piece. If you don't understand yourself, you don't look, really look at your values and what makes you happy or what, what it is. You don't tend to have that analysis of well, where you're going or what you're going to do. And one of the things that I find most valuable in, in working with clients and uh, in leadership is recognizing that not only does an organization pay you to be an effective leader. I mean, let's just be honest with you. That's what the, that's the reason they pay you at all is to be a leader. They, they, they expect you to be that. But there's also an obligation to the people that you are charged with leading. And in one paper I wrote, I actually made that sort of a sacred challenge is that, you know, it really is. If, if you've got a group of people, you know, five or six or 10 people that report to you and you're responsible for their performance and their success, that's really a sacred challenge or a sacred responsibility for you to be able to do that. And so when we put self-awareness as one of the top 10 characteristics of a leader, what we're really talking about is these are the kind of moral imperatives that that make it impossible for you not to think through these these things if if you're really going to be an effective leader. Now, maybe some people won't look at that. They won't look at the, they won't say that's an important part of it, but I really think it is. It is it and I I guess part of my my background is being, you know, serving in the the military. And there it's it really is a a sacred responsibility because as a leader in the military, you are often called on to support and bring your troops back home. I mean, that's part of the, the, the rubric that, that you work through. So, um, that, that understanding is one I think leaders need to spend more time on and by that self-awareness. Can you really, can re you really put yourself in that position? And there are lots of people who do, but lots of people who can't really put themselves in that position. I think you're right. And and one of the things I would say about that is if you make this whole issue a moral imperative, you can get results and build relationships at the same time. Right. Now, there are so many people, and I've seen a lot of written material, that they, they go one way or the other. Either you get results or relationships. You can't get both of them. Right. And so what happens is those people who are inclined to want to get results tend to go another way. And people who want relationships tend to go in an opposite direction. But I think great leaders have the ability to get results at the same time that they are building great relationships. Right. And normally when you are building great relationships, it's when you stay around. Right. People who generally, if you watch people who really are not committed to an organization, at some point they end up leaving. Right. And. Yeah. I think it's interesting, Steve, now with all that's going on now, 
I wonder how the future is going to be because I wonder if people are going to be willing to discover, you know, this place is not for me, which is why you need to make certain that a culture is built so that that what you believe in is clearly shared and understood from a vision standpoint and people are invited as a part of the team to be a part of the team as opposed to just being there. Right. Yeah, I, I, I think you're, you're exactly right about that. And when we talk about today's environment, I really have a great deal of concern, as I know a lot of other people do, about the amount of remote work that we're now allowing to happen and the difficulty that creates in building relationships and even building a leadership relationship with that, because many people now are with organizations that they weren't with two years ago, and so they've never actually had an in-office experience with with the, their current or their current employer, or any experience in the culture. They yep. they hadn't been there long enough to really appreciate not appreciate the culture that they're working in. Right. So it's just like. I'm going to get in and I'm going to get out. I'm going to get in. I'm going to get out. And there are a lot of people doing that. And I think some of the things that we will talk about as we go along will be designed to help you make a decision about how to get closer to someone, how to engage a person on a different level. And I believe it all begins with how aware you are of who you are. Right. Because all of the other stuff, in my view, pretty much springs from a clear knowledge of who you are. If, if, if you are a, and I'll use this as, as, if you are not a good leader, another way of saying it, if you are not, if you are, for lack of a better term, a non-effective leader, you will escape with with many of the things that we would talk about. They just won't occur to you. Right. Because you need to know. For example, I, as a young guy trying to to manage a group of people, I really felt like, for the reasons I mentioned earlier, that I needed to know it all. Right. And... When you feel like you need to know it all, it interferes with everything else you're going to do. Because in every situation, believe it or not, you're going to feel like an imposter. You know, if you are not in touch with who you are, you feel like, yeah, pretty soon, <laughs> old Steve is going to find me out and it's going to be something. Yep. And I, I, I spent a lot of time dealing with that. And and I see a lot of people now struggling with right. how do I get myself yeah. together? Yeah, and and the organ you know this uh, I, we can't blame everything on on COVID, but that is the reality we're in and um this environment that we're in right now has limited if not prevented organizations from dealing with these kind of issues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
you know, we are really at a point now where the organization is dealing with how many widgets go out the door and very little attention paid to the, the culture, the environment, the leadership issues that, that people are experiencing now because it's so hard. I mean, it's, it, it's not easy to, first of all, getting a group of people together is almost impossible. Trying to do uh, these sort of things over the over Zoom or or some other feature is is a challenge, and so helping someone develop a more keen sense of their own self awareness is really a, a challenge. And you know we're we're blessed right here in Greensboro with having an organization that has sort of been the bellwether with the Center for Creative Leadership about a a self awareness component. They've they've have basically built a, a very sizable business out of, of doing that. But even they have struggled with, with how to do that in an environment where you, you can't, can't be together, you can't be face-to-face and that sort of thing because it's just very hard to, to do that. Now, I mean, they, they're very talented people, so they've, they've mastered a number of things that mm-hmm. uh, they, they do well. But the point is that um, that's a, that process of learning who you are as, as an individual is, can be done corporately. I mean, you do programs, I do programs of, uh, of various sorts of things that help people understand themselves better. But what we're, what we're really trying to do is to sort of slug through this current environment, recognizing that um, it's one of these things, if you're not moving forward, you're backing up. Yeah, I think, and I think that's really what's happening. And uh, I think we've we've got there's a lot of challenge uh, in the future about how we how we move forward with all of that. So it's a um, uh, the recognition that self awareness is such a critical part of leadership is one part of our challenge. And what we're trying to do is is help people be be better leaders. But it's also difficult in terms of helping them achieve this part of it because it does require. Maybe uh, it's not a village, but it does require some help from from outside to be able to make that happen. Which is one of the things that I appreciate by this whole business of about the situation of about being self-aware. I identified people who were close to me, and they had a couple of charges. One, they had to tell me the truth. And two, my hope was that they would do it nicely. But there were people that I surrounded myself with who really had an interest. And and these have some have been some uh, mentor kind of relationships mm-hmm. where people have been given permission by me to tell me the truth, which is something that you have to request. I mean, in other words, I I would not go to a person and say, I want you to tell me the truth. And and as soon as you tell me, I'm going to really, really blast you for telling me the truth. The issue is I want to get better. Right. I want to learn and I want to grow in the way that is important for this organization. And I'd like for you to be a person who observed me from the sidelines and who can come and talk to me directly about how I'm doing it. And I have found, uh, Steve, that I never did that with my boss. Mm -hmm. So I did not feel that my boss 
should make me self-aware directly. Now, there were bosses who felt that responsibility and did offer things to me. But I would say to, to our audience, there are people around you in your world who can really support you in understanding who you are and what kind of person you are to help get you where you need to be as it relates to your self-awareness. So I always had people around me that I would rely on to really help me. And believe it or not, Steve, this is this may sound strange. I'm, I'm not certain it sounds strange to you. It it was never, I never did do it with one race yeah. or one person, male, female, black, white. They were just people who would tell me the truth. Right. I remember uh, trying to to be self-aware, and we were going through a period of diversity at our organization, and I had a young man to really work directly with me on helping me understand how I came across to other people when there was a conflict. When there was no conflict, I was fine. I mean, everybody was fine. <laughs> yeah, most of us are. <laughs> yeah. But when there was a conflict, this young man pointed out to me, Hector, you, you could have done that differently, or you could have done that better. And that would be one, that was one of the most effective ways to help me get mature in, in an area. Because oftentimes, when you go through those kinds of things, you are, Dealing with focusing on an area of immaturity in yourself. And I was really impressed with his ability to tell me the truth about things. And I think there are a lot of ways that we have missed. And I talk about diversity, but not just diversity, period. Because we are insensitive or don't, we don't observe what others observe who can come in and say, you blew that, Steve. That That's just not the way you do that. Right. And if you are open to listen, it's amazing how much you can self-correct right. when something like that happens. Yeah. That's, that's that's a very good observation, and that's fantastic that you were able to have people around you who could who could do that. And and I think that is a an excellent process. The uh, Not all of us have have those folks around us or we're in organizations that can do that. And, and that sort of goes to, I'm sure one of the other things we'll talk about is trust, but it also requires a level of trust between you and the people that you've got around you for that. And, and they have trust that if they tell you something uh, negative, that it's not going to be a, a negative response to that. So yeah, that's, that's valuable. And I think that's a good part of what we were talking about. If we're helping the leaders that are listening to us right now, that's something that all that all of us that, that you know give somebody permission to give you feedback about how you're performing and what what situations you're in is a very positive way to to approach that. So that's hopefully people will take note of that and uh, and use that going forward uh, uh, in this environment. You know the other thing that I I don't know if I had a problem with this, but I was sensitive to this whole business of. Being myself while managing up. 
Right. That's another issue that helps you kind of get clear on your own fears and your own personal sensibilities. I, I tended to be a little more, when I, when I figured out that I didn't have to know everything, I also got not cocky, but a little, I'm not taking that out of you. I'm not taking that off of you. I mean, I, I don't have to take this anymore. Right. And so the idea of managing up is something that I had to deal with because I got to the point that if you were not doing what was right, I felt an obligation to tell you, so I'd tell you. Yeah. And many of the leaders back then were not in the same kind of trajectory responses that we're in now. They they kind of wanted to, uh, they were the boss. Yeah, they were the boss. And yeah. so they, yeah. they, they didn't, they, they did not, did not appreciate that. I can, yeah, you know, I, yeah, yeah. I can certainly understand that. That's, we, I think we've all been there at, at, at various times. And, and that's why I think we go back to this issue of self-awareness. Um, and which says that those people that didn't sort of appreciate the, the feedback are really perhaps even today a dying breed because that, if you're going to get ahead today, relationships are uh, as important as just the technical knowledge that you have about running an organization or, or what's going on in the organization. Steve, that, and we said this before, but you have to accept that everybody knows more. Right. I mean, we, we don't live in an encyclopedia-generated world. People know, people are informed, and you have to recognize that you have to accept and expect that from people, to include customers. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just can't, you can't run over, well, you know, I don't know any better, and I don't know if they, people aren't that way anymore. Yeah. And particularly people who are in our own groups have such capacity, and we'll get to this some too, is God, can you imagine if everybody was working together on a task and you 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 really spent time with that person, how much difference you could make in right. terms of performance. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that it's amazing to me. I I can't recall the exact situation, but I think I was I was going out for an interview to talk to somebody about joining my organization. And if somebody I'd only talked to over the phone. And so I met them at a Starbucks and I walked in and the person walked up to me while I was still getting my coffee and said, hello, Steve, I'm, and she introduced herself and I turned around and I, I had no idea that was the person I was supposed to be talking to. The difference was she had gone online and seen my picture online. So she knew who I was. But I had not done the same thing. I yeah. had not returned the favor, and so I I didn't recognize her, and it and it put me off. I mean, it was it was a challenge, to, and she uh, had no intention of being like playing one-upmanship. But it was just that whole process of I'm of a generation where when you mention encyclopedias, I picture the thirteen volumes on the shelf of of yes. it down. Yes, um, yes, and of course today. 
most of the people probably listening don't even know what an encyclopedia that's right. is. That's right. Uh, uh, much less that, but their their point of reference is if I want to know something about Steve or Hector, I'll go online and find out about Steve. And that is so true. So, and uh, in a lot of ways, scary. Yeah. You know, well, uh, <laughs> I think it it points again to the you know the topic we're on, and that is the self awareness. We need to be aware of that. I mean, that's I mean that's part of being self aware and knowing what's what's being said about you or what's out there available, what you put out about, you, because that's. That's who we may want people to think we are, but you know who we really are is the uh, is what our friends and and former colleagues all, all know about. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's what we hope they will uh, they will find valuable here. So, other comments about the self awareness. Final point I want to make to make about self awareness is this whole business of really discriminating between intent and impact as a as a human being i have all kinds of intent in my mind in terms of how i can serve you how i can do this and how i can do that but if i don't understand and if i am not aware of the impact that my intentions have on others it really can be a problem. And I've seen many situations where people's intent was really good. Right. And I've wor- had people work for me who, in my mind, I was really intending to do them a favor by telling them something that they maybe did not know. But when it came out of my mouth, the impact that it had on them mm-hmm. was extremely negative. And the idea of working very hard to avoid that is so, so critical. So working yeah. hard to separate and understand intent versus impact is so important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's been a long and uh, an interesting discussion. I think we covered a lot of ground on self-awareness, and there's still more to talk about. So I hope everybody who's listening and has enjoyed our discussion of self-awareness. And uh, we ask you to give us a good rating on, on how you like today's session and also on uh, contacting our website and letting us know any questions you have about the material we've covered today. We're very interested in questions, too. I think that the other thing that we appreciate about leadership is there are people listening to us who have good experience, and you are running to situations that you think it would be helpful to get some advice about. So we'd love to do that with you and feel very, very strongly about our going forward with the whole issue of secrets is that so much of what you can tell us will influence our ability to tell others as well. So uh, that's great. Okay. Thank you very much. Hope that we'll uh, talk with you soon. Bye-bye. That was great, guys. And thank you for listening. Please let us know how you like today's podcast and send us your thoughts to D.H. McCahern at the McCahern Group or S. Royal at actionpointpartners.com.